Welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. We're your hosts, Jessica and Lindsay. Even though we're all part of this club that we never intended to sign up for, we are so glad you're here. We are a community for women who have lost babies or have struggled to get pregnant, and we're here to help you thrive even in the midst of those impossible circumstances. So join us as we show you practical and sometimes unconventional ways every week for how to thrive in this one crazy life. Welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. This is episode 127, and today we're talking about sharing what you have now. But before we begin, something that's frustrating us and something that's bringing us joy. Something that is frustrating me, I don't even know if I would call it frustration, maybe, but as we're getting back into fall coming up, mm-hmm. like August to me is fall. I know okay. it's still summer, but my brain- You and Blake should talk because he <laughs> thought the same thing. He's like, let's have a fall wedding. Let's get married August 11th. And I was like, <laughs> that's, that's not- at all that is very hot but I think I think because our fall schedule starts in August like back to school Mm -hmm. all the like extra activities like come you know so school starting it is the end of like the summer summer. season yes I get that so mine is more like that is approaching you know and it's just like my calendar is already so full. Is yeah. it crazy? The older our kids get, I, I feel know. like it just I know happens so fast. It does. So in August through October is literally my family's busiest time of the year, mm. and so it just kind of is like <sighs> I have to like really embrace it. We really have to be intentional. We really have to have rhythms in place. So my mind now is like, okay, we have to, these are the things we need to get done. We uh-huh. need to do like, make sure we're checking this off and yep. that sort of thing. So, um, but something that's bringing me joy is I'm going to get a pedicure tomorrow. Yes. And that's amazing. I haven't had a pedicure in probably 14 years. It's time, Jess. It's time. It's time. Well past the time. Yes. <laughs> so, um, it's still July here. Or uh-huh. I'm sorry, it's actually still June it's still here. June. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow is July 1st. Um, and we go on our uh, yearly July vacation yes. um, starting this week. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a pedicure. Good for you. Good for me. Way to go. I know. I'm it's so hard. glad. It's hard for me to take time out for myself. It's yeah. hard for me to be like, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. This is fine spend money myself yeah and time away yep. it's important it is but yeah so I'm that's bringing me joy the, yay that appointment tomorrow I'm what so about glad. you well it's frustrating me is um my voice just is disappearing at random time so I apologize in advance if that happens and I stop mid-sentence and just right. it's over for me so just in advance but that's frustrating um but what's bringing me joy is that we just deep cleaned the girls rooms like deep I love deep clean we spent the entire week doing that and we did mounds and mounds and mounds of laundry yesterday that's all we did yesterday was fold laundry and put it away um I think we reached like 14 trash bags of stuff that we got rid of between like trash and And little knickknacks that they don't need yes Yes. yeah Yeah. and clothes that they had outgrown clothes that they don't love I instituted this new rule that for every 10 items of clothing they get rid of I will buy them one new one right um for my younger two my older two is so picky about her clothes that she just needs more right but my younger two they'll just like 
yeah. take whatever anybody gives them. And so they have way too much. Right. And so I was like, for every 10 things you get rid of, I will buy you one new thing. Right. So they got rid of like, it's like. <laughs> 20 things. No, Jess. Oh my God. They got rid of 70 items each. Oh my gosh. Where did because this go? they get like hand, I don't even, I don't buy them clothes very often anymore they so because they get, but they have hand-me-downs from Lane, our oldest, right. and then hand-me-downs from other people or yeah. birthdays, Christmas. And then they just say that they'll wear things and then they don't. And then, yeah. so I was like, this is it. Yeah. So it's insane. That's crazy. So they're like, yay, we get yeah. six new outfits. Right. And you're like, Ugh. and whatever. And I'm like, it's going to be worth it. Right. It's going to be worth it because they're going to get things that they love and will wear on repeat. Yeah. That's the hope. I'll let you know. Right. That's the hope. Keep us posted. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm pretty sure that I've shared this quote from Jamie Ivey before, but it's so good that we're going to share it again. Um, and that is, you don't have to be invited to sit at a larger table before you can share what you have. I'm pretty sure I heard this on the She Podcast with Jordan Lee Dooley. Um, they were talking about sharing your story and becoming who you were made to be and living our, out your purpose. Um, most of the time, we believe this lie that our story isn't important unless we're like, quote unquote, sitting at the big kid's table or unless we're an influencer or a celebrity or somebody who gets seen. Uh -huh. um, when in reality, our story is our story and it has the possibility to impact whoever we may share it with. So what they were saying is basically that you don't have to wait until you're on a public platform to share your story with the world. You, you can share it simply by telling your neighbor or your sister, your best friend, etc. Um, and that regardless of your platform, your story matters just as much. Getting seen by more eyes or being at a bigger table doesn't make your story more or less important. Your story matters just as much when you tell one person as it does if you tell a thousand people. Your story is what you have and your story matters, so share what you have. And we know not everybody's a verbal processor, like some of us. Hello, me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I go back and forth. Yeah. I feel like it, like I can like... I will be that. Uh -huh. And then there's times where like I'm silent. Okay. And like in my mind, I'm like dying because I'm like, Ooh, you know. Yeah, there's so much going on. I feel yeah. like I'm, I could be both. But we also know that some people are more private than others and that's okay. We're not trying to guilt anyone into sharing their story, but we are trying to encourage you to keep from talking about it because you're afraid that it'll make people feel uncomfortable. We've had numerous people tell us that they wish they would have spoken up and shared earlier than they did. Sharing our stories brings so much healing. I've honestly, I've heard that more from the infertility community that they wish they would have spoken up sooner. I can see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably like 75, 25, like 75% yeah. of the time I uh -huh. hear that it's from a, a woman who struggled with infertility. Yeah. Um, and then we do come across the women who have lost, you know, they've had yeah. miscarriages or, uh -huh. I mean, a stillbirth, I think people generally more people know about it, but a miscarriage, right. usually it's like those early, the early yes. miscarriages uh -huh. that they feel like they, because it was early, they right. don't, they shouldn't yes. speak up. Exactly. Um, and, and they will say like in the miscarriage community, they will say, well, I wish I would have said something sooner because I didn't know that six of my friends had also right. experienced that. Right. Um, but I feel like with the infertility community specifically, it's something that's actively happening as opposed to like a miscarriage is something that did happen. Right. And so even though there's some things to work through with miscarriage, obviously mm -hmm. it still affects you for the rest of yeah. your life. Mm -hmm. It's still something that happened versus 
you know, with infertility, it's continuing yeah. to happen. Mm-hmm. And so when you do speak up, you know, there are days that are hard. There are days that like one of our guests shared how like she wished she would have spoken up sooner because uh-huh. it would have been easier for her to find childcare yes. for her son that she did have. And if she would have spoken up sooner, maybe somebody mm-hmm. would have been able to help her. It would have been less stressful or would have right. been, you know, somebody can hold your hand or bring you ice cream on the days right. where you yeah. have like your hormone injections or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so I just find it interesting that that's like so very strongly from the infertility yes. community that yeah. they wish they had spoken up sooner and they didn't because they didn't know how it would be received or they didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable or, right. you know, it is a private thing. Mm-hmm. I understand that totally, but yeah. Yeah, there's so much power in mm-hmm. speaking, sharing your story. Right. Yeah. Okay. I love this book. I know. Okay. <laughs> so I just read the book of last names because Jess was like, you have to read this book. It is so good. And it is. It it's is. so good. If you haven't read it, check it out at your library right now. And after you read that, go read The Winemaker's Wife. I'm waiting for it. It's on okay. hold at the library yes. right now. Or it's like in transit I'm waiting for it but it's so good so essentially it's it takes place during World War II and a Jewish girl escapes from France and to a mountain town and becomes a forger forging these documents Mm -hmm. for Jews so they can escape to Switzerland Mm -hmm. and so she comes up with a system of keeping a book for the names of these kids, most of them are kids, mm-hmm. keeping the names of these kids, their real names, so that they don't lose who they are, mm-hmm. so that they're not forgotten. And so that's what the whole book is about, essentially. It's so good. Yes, it's so good. It's one of my favorite books I've ever read, which mm-hmm. is saying something so good. Um, but there's a quote in that book that one of the characters says, and that's, I used to think that memories were less painful when you held them close. I think perhaps that isn't true, though. Now, I think pain loses its power when we share it. Mm. Let's think about that. Pain loses its power when we share it. I have found that to be true in my life. The more I share, the less that my pain has a grip on me. And it doesn't mean that I'm not sad or that I stop feeling anything entirely. It just means that my pain has less power. Right. It doesn't control me or who I am or what I do. It's still there. It just doesn't have power anymore. In your body. Yeah. Like you're releasing it. Yes. And you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you feel like I feel, that's been true? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, I think that a lot of people can say that, that there's power in sharing your story in many aspects, not only for yourself to release that, mm-hmm. but to help others or for others to help you, encourage you. Like, yeah, it's just all around. Good. Yeah. All around. So good. I also like to relate this quote to wherever you are in life right now. Our Thrive tip this month um, is don't wait. Sometimes I feel like we wait to do the thing or to share what we have because we don't have a big enough table. We don't have the money to invite everybody over for dinner. So we opt out entirely instead of inviting people over to just watch a movie instead. Which, by the way, is way less work and just as much fun. <laughs> you can I mean, truly. Go to the store, buy some popcorn. You don't even have to pop it. Right. Buy it. Just buy it. I mean, it's, yeah, it could be so simple, so easy. Or you can be like, I'm hosting, bring a snack. Yes. (laughs) We we overcomplicate things way too much. Um, Or we think our house isn't as nice as so-and-so's and and we can't count ourselves. 
um, out of the conversation. We hide away because we think that what we have to offer isn't good enough or isn't up to par, which that's just a mind game we all struggle with. And we yeah. just need to capture those thoughts. Um, Throw them away. Yes, absolutely. There is a story in the Bible that talks about a widow who gives only two small coins to the temple. Jesus sees her doing this and tells his disciples that she gave more than anybody because those two small coins were all that she had. And that counted for more than all the rest of the gold that anybody else had given. I think it's similar with us. We don't have to offer anything grand or fancy in order to share. Share what you have right now. People really just want to spend time with you. It's the intention that matters. So often we overwork and overstress ourselves to make the perfect presentation Mm -hmm. when we're all really missing the heart of the matter. It's so so true. Yes, it is. We can, like I said, overcomplicate things and that just like delays it. Mm -hmm. And then you're one of those people who's like, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have shared or, Mm -hmm. you know, so share what you have now. Share your story. Share your home. Share your life. Sharing only makes our lives richer, which seems counterintuitive. counterintuitive. (laughs) Hello. But it's so true. Sharing what we have makes our lives richer, and it makes the lives around us richer, too. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're doing that or if you did that, share with us. Yeah. Let us know how it went and let us know how... um, yeah, it blessed you or... Yeah, share with us your tips of how to share when... It's hard. When it's hard. Yeah. Share with us for how to share when you're on a budget or when you're in a really difficult season and you don't feel like you can get off the couch, but you also want to be around people. Share with us what that looks like for you because mm-hmm. we want to hear. Because when I hear that, like for example, okay... Here's a real life example. I've probably shared this before. We were new to our neighborhood and one of our neighbors had brought us cookies and like slipped a card in our mail. And I came over one day to, I don't remember what, I don't remember where I went over, but it was unexpected. She wasn't expecting me. I went over and I knocked on her door. I think just to say thank you or to like, I think the kids maybe had drawn her some pictures or something and I was going to give them to her. Um, And... She opened her door and she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. And she's like, it's laundry day, but just ignore it. Just come on in and come sit on my couch and we'll talk for a little bit. And I was so struck by that because I walked in her door. Literally, there was laundry just coming down her stairs at the landing, just like a normal mom with kids is going to do. And she let me in anyway. And we sat on our couch and we talked for a few minutes and we weren't there for very long, but we were. I don't remember what we talked about. We just got to know each other a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I left. But I was just remember being struck by that because I, she opened her door to me. Yeah. If had the roles been reversed, mm-hmm. I would not have invited right. her inside yeah. because I didn't want her to see my laundry all over the right. place. Right. When in reality, when I walked into her house, I was like, oh, somebody lives here. Somebody. <laughs> yes. And, and, oh, somebody else has laundry. Yes that they're doing right now that's not neat and tidy in a right. basket. Yeah. And it made me feel more welcome and it just opened up a door that I didn't know existed, right. I guess. Right. I didn't know that that was an option sure. that I could invite somebody in mm-hmm. with laundry right on my floor. Yeah. Share what you have right now. Yes. 
even if there's laundry on your floor, even if there's dirty dishes in your sink, even if you can't get dressed and you're stuck on the couch because Uh you're so sad and depressed, but you need people. Right. Just tell everybody, I'm in a really rough place right now, but I would really be grateful if we could hang out. Can you just come over and just sit? with me and yeah. we can just watch a movie yeah. or sit and talk or drink some coffee or whatever. Yeah. But I can't get up. So can you bring the coffee? Right. <laughs> right. It's While okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. We put these like boxes around what we are and aren't allowed to do. And we think that we can't step into another box and really we can. We're allowed to host. And, and yeah. if you don't want people to come inside and see your messy house, Go just park. Go to a park or sit outside on your front porch or build a fire out back and roast some marshmallows. Yeah. You know, there's so many things to do. Just share what you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have something to offer Mm -hmm. and the world is a better place when we share that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like we said, our Thrive Tip this month is don't wait. Don't wait until you have the perfect dining table to host everyone over for dinner. Don't wait until you've rehearsed your story so much that it's just so to share Share it now while it's real and vulnerable. Don't wait until your entire house is spotless to invite anybody in. Share it now, even with your dirty dishes in the sink. Chances are the people coming into your home have a dirty have dirty dishes and dusty corners in their homes too. At the end of the day, don't wait to share. What you have is worth sharing right now. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us on the Yet We Thrive podcast. If today's episode had any impact on you, we would love it if you would take a screenshot or write a quote to share on social media. Don't forget to tag us at Yet We Thrive so we can see. We would also love if you hopped onto your listening platform to leave us a review. These things will help us to spread the word and keep on thriving. Until next time.